As we go to the streets of Victorville, we need to pray for our community at the shopping malls, at the stores, in the neighborhoods. We need to pray for our homeless and those are aimless and lost. We need to go in our own streets and pray for our community, pray for our schools, pray for our children. We need to stay prayerful and we need to gather together and pray as we go house to house, praying that while God will protect our houses from sickness, protect our children from harm, and also pray that those souls that do not know Jesus will be saved. That's what we need to be praying for. Let's come together and pray for our community people. These are pictures of our children praying and going, praying for a house, even a note, letting people know that they have received prayer. One of the neighbors on the street was suffering from COVID as they were praying. Let's come together this week on Tuesday at five o'clock and pray for our community. Join us for our 14 day prayer emphasis starting Tuesday at five o'clock live on Facebook and YouTube. I want to thank everyone that is here today. And let me put this on comments so I can see any comments we have here. We're going to start off with prayer. So let me go in and type in our prayer request. We pray B C E M at gmail.com uh, we are doing our, our our prayer thing so remember every day at five o'clock this week and next week all the way till february 1st we're having a 14-day prayer challenge so join the challenge join the challenge the link is out there join the challenge all our prayer guide is on the website at great commission evangelistministry.org so you can join the challenge there and then also um so let me put that website up there for you, greatcommissionevangelistministry.org. And um, let me put that there, Great Commission Evangelistic Ministry.org. So I'm going to put that up there too. And what you do, you go to more and let me give you the direct line. For, that's for our website. Let me give you the direct line for our uh, for the prayer challenge. So I'm going to put that on there too. Copy this and put it up there for you. Paste. Okay. Okay, so that's, that's for the website. I need to share our screen, so I'm going to share that real quick too. Uh, share the screen so that we could get, so you guys could see what we're doing.
for Bible study today. So you get that screen up for you. We'll go to my dashboard for the Bible study. And we are on January 16th. And I just want to explain for those that do this, if you sign up for our ministry group, we're using the week of the Sunday. So that Sunday, we're using that Bible study, not the following Sunday. So last Sunday was the 16th, so we're using January 16th Bible study. And let me bring this up here and make sure on the right week because we're still in the wrong week here on January 16th. Seeking justice for the unjust. So now you have the chance to see how that looks and how that works. It's not that hard to do, but to be able to go to this material and look at the material, you need to sign up for the thing. So click on the link for Ministry Grid and sign up for the Ministry Grid so you have access to the same thing that I'm looking at. Uh, and and you can study before you had a, the, the, the Bible study, so it'll make it easier for you. And also, you can, it'll, it'll just make it a lot, a lot easier for you. If you have it there to study, you can look at it, you can print it out, whatever you need. And also, let's see you have a friend that wants to be involved, but they go and teach this with them yourself, okay? So you could do that. But let's take some time to pray. If you have a need for prayer, go in and pray. Let's bow our heads and pray. Oh, God, I just want to thank you for letting the Spirit today. I just praise your holy name. I pray that you just touch everybody that's listening, either on the live or the replay, and just touch their lives. And I pray that you just help us to draw close to you and help us to learn about your justice, God, and how you want to move in our lives. And I just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I want to start talking about something before we even get to the Bible study. And that is about this idea. There's, a, there's an idea going on now, I guess because everybody's scared. And I'm not going to get into politics stuff, okay? I don't like into all the politics stuff. Sometimes I do. I don't like to, though. But they had this new thing called CRT, and I have my own opinions about it. I'm not going to really get into it. About I read a book about it, and I think, you know, I'm not going to really get into my opinion on it. Everybody has different opinions. Your opinion is your opinion on that, okay? So... I, I want to really encourage everybody to study both sides with an open mind so that you know what's going on there. But when we talk about justice, we're not talking about CRT. And I've been hearing some people talk about if you if the church brings in social justice, that's CRT and don't do it. Social justice and CRT are two different things. CRT is a study and a way to apply the study and a way to apply uh, getting people to think about doing things in the way they want to. And unfortunately, it has some connections. That's why a lot of people are guessing, because a lot of people that are using the this this theory and study as an academic study to look at things, it's not just to help us look at how we're affected, but some of the people have some socialistic, socialistic and, and Marxist ideas. And so that's why it's causing so much trouble, because... I am very much a Democrat, not Democrat in party, but de believe in democracy. And in fact, if you guys know my party, I don't have a party. I'm nonpartisan. Okay. And so, but it doesn't matter what party you're in. We should be about democracy. We should be about freedom. We should be about individual rights and so forth. As long as it goes along with what's in the Bible. All right. The Bible is the standard we live by. 
Our government is not first, it's second. And I talked about that last week. And just because you talk about we want to do some social justice, doesn't mean we're going to go Marxist or communist or something like that. That's not what we're trying to do. And the Bible discusses justice. Now, I know last year when I talked about this, I ruffled some feathers. And I may ruffle some today, not on purpose. And I'm going to try not to talk too much about this. But so uh, talking about social justice, not equal to all the other things. And I heard a commentator talk about anytime they talk about social justice, that church is going way on the wrong side. No. Jesus was about social justice. That's why he healed the sick and he healed the poor. That's why he spoke up when things were wrong. John the Baptist was about social justice and told him to do certain things, to, to, to give away the money and to the poor and start living right, to make sure you uh, treat your people right. And also pointed out to the king about how he did abuses, which put his bad favor with the king and so forth. He was about social justice. John the Baptist. Jesus was. Even Paul, who lived in a time where the, there were slaves, and there was not much he could do about society. It was what it was. But he had a slave that was working with him in the ministry, and he really felt bad for this guy, and he told him, hey, it'd be nice to just let them be free. That's if I leave people. Go check it out. Even though Paul told the slaves to be good slaves, you know, meaning do what's right, even though your master might be wrong, so he could be a good witness. He was not telling people slavery was okay. He was a Jew. Jews knew slavery was not okay. But it was what it was in that day. And he had appealed to the owner to set this one free so he could do the ministry. So even Paul believed in social justice, people. Let's not get things twisted. Let's not get things twisted. But that does not mean that we go run to crazy ideas and crazy doctrines and things that may not match what the Bible talks about. That's what we have to be careful of. And I'll just talk a little bit more about this. In the 1960s, and even early, we could go back to 1920s, 18, early 1800s, around the turn of the century, they talked about what we call, before social justice was a big thing, we talked about a social gospel, feeding the poor, helping out the homeless, helping those who are alcoholics. That's where things like Salvation Army and Goodwill and things like that came out of. The idea of the social gospel. And then we had uh, some communists like Jesus People USA that popped up because of this. Okay, because we went in here to gospel Christ, but we also want to reach their needs. There's nothing wrong with that, people, as long as it's done in the right way. But the problem we had, and I came up in that, I had to admit, I was when I came up that way. I came in a real strong conservative background. And my parents were farmers, so they were self-reliant. And that's a good thing, people. That's a good thing to be self-reliant and to be, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm for being conservative and all that stuff. But our idea is that we don't give out food. We don't do this and that because people take advantage. only come for the food and not for Christ. But that's not always the case. Even the Bible says, if man's hungry, give him something to eat before you go share within the gospel. 
And he said that we treat the people that are poor with dignity. Don't make us sit in the back row. Let us sit up front. Don't give us give the Pharisees parental treatment or the rich preferential treatment in the church. Treat everybody the same. That's what the Bible says. So social ju justice is important. It's important that we do what's right. Okay, well, I've already gone up, uh, used up a lot of my time. So we're going to go into the Bible study. And let me just finish up my thought on that idea of social justice and social gospel. The problem is some people got more about doing the work than sharing the gospel. Even now when I go, I'll tell you why we stopped for a while doing the, 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 the feeding the homeless last year. Because we're just feeding and praying for them, which is nothing wrong with that. But I said, we got to find a way to share the gospel to them. And I wasn't quite sure the proper way of doing it without being too pushy, too offensive, and things like that. So this year we started back. But now we at least asked, do you know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior? Now, so far, they might have been lying to get me to get out of the way. So far, most people I've, I've met, they know Jesus. They know about Jesus. They claim to have a relationship with Jesus. Some people don't want to hear it. And they say, uh, so we just go on our way. They don't even want us to pray for them sometimes. But those that are open, when we find someone's open, we're going to share the gospel to them. And we're going to let them have an opportunity to know Jesus Christ, the personal Lord and Savior. And there's a group called Set Free Ministries, which you hear me talk about a lot. They help out the poor. They feed the poor. They help out the homeless. They help out the drug addict. They bring them in to their, their shelters, their homes. It's actually a home, not a shelter. And they have a, a, a policy that we always have room. So even if they have to put a mat on the floor, they're going to let you come and stay with them. And they are constantly going out, feeding and reaching. But those guys, they, yes, they come out for the food. But then there's a guy named Billy Guzman, that's the pastor of El Mirage Church. He said he came out for the food and for the music. And then some of his friends came out too. And what happened is, after going out for the food, food and music, you know he was a drug addict down in West San Bernardino. Homeless at that park where they would minister to. The gospel finally got in and he received the gospel. He received the word. The word entered into his heart. He had faith. And then he finally received Jesus Christ as personal word and Savior. But those people knew his condition. They knew about him because he came in there enough times. He started calling and saying, hey, come pick me up. And for a while, they wouldn't come get him. Because they didn't think it was serious. And finally, they realized it was serious and got him. And his life was changed because he received Jesus Christ in his life. And now he's serving God, helping other people get off drugs and get in the right way with Christ. Instead of being a dope dealer, now he's a hope dealer. That's my friend down in El Mirage, the pastor down there. That's the difference between just doing things to do it through the name of the church versus sharing the gospel and seeing people get saved. That's what the difference is, people. That's exactly what the difference is. But let me go ahead and get to the scripture. So uh, I'm going to have to be sort of quick on this. Let me make this bigger for you, you guys. So we're probably just going to deal with the scriptures, not do too much reading. This is really good. So I want to encourage you to go and and read this on Obadiah. And we're going to be reading Obadiah for a while. And also this Sunday, we're going to start the book of Jeremiah. So we're going to go to Obadiah. And let's go on over here to the 
verse. My screen is loading it up for the verse. But I like Obadiah too. It's another good pick. Now, I have to admit, the uh, author for this Bible study takes a little bit different twist on some of the scripture than I would have, but it's still important to look at justice. Okay, and I'll tell you some of the differences right now. They look at at, at the what, what Edom did to Israel as a lack of stewardship. And it, was, it wasn't quite lack of stewardship as much as it was looking the other way. But that's injustice in another way. Look at the other way. When you see things are wrong going, you just look the other way. Because it's not going to affect you. In fact, they look the other way because it was going to make it easier for them. That's why they look the other way. And that's another problem we have too. We, we let things happen because we want to look at the way. I think ask, ask this question for you that might be online. I want to replay and type this in. What are some heroes that we admire because they stand for justice? Now, they just, on this cover, they show the cover of Martin Luther King. That is one of my heroes. And we just had Martin Luther King Day yesterday. But also, another one of mine is Abraham Lincoln. Because he, he stood up to some great odds to try to see people get saved. Who is your hero? Type it down. Type it in there. Who is your hero? Let's go and scroll this down some more. Go to Ministry Grid and sign up for the our, our material so that you can have access to all this and read everything because this whole lesson is good. We don't have the time to go and talk about all of it. This is what the Lord God said about Edom. We have heard a message from the Lord as an envoy being sent among the nations. Rise up and let's go to war against her. Look, I will make you insignificant among the nations. You will be deeply despised. Your arrogant heart has deceived you. You who live in the class of the rock in your home and on your house, say to yourself, who can bring me down to the ground? Though you see the sword like an eagle and make your nest among the stars, even from there I will bring you down. And this is the Lord's declaration. I just want to talk about that for a little bit. Some people think because of their position and power and nothing can touch them. Or some people believe because of their color or their race, they're better than others and they don't have to worry about what's going on around the world. It's not their problem. But, you know, I found out today it's not even always about race. Sometimes it's about class. Sometimes it's about position. Uh, we as as a nation of America, we may not always, because we're in America and doing our own things and, and our own material desires that we don't feel the need to go help people out in other countries. That's their problem. And sometimes we let it happen because it serves our interests to let people be low so that we can be high. For example, an employer that will charge high goods. You know, our inflation is going up right now. It's going, it's crazy. A hamburger meal that used to cost 5 or $6, now it's $10, $12 because of inflation. Every year is going up. I suppose drives an Uber driver get a pretty good meal for six bucks. Not anymore. Minimum is 10 bucks, and that's for a small, maybe a medium. 
a large, you're talking about 12 or 13, 15 bucks for a large meal at a fast food restaurant. Some people allow people that take advantage of people by using a position to use, uh, to, to get income and to get money. And I see we're having a signal problem, so don't worry, it'll straighten itself out. And if you don't get all, catch it on the replay. I take insulin. I heard that before I was getting the insulin, it was $65 a, a valve. Now it's close to $1,000 a valve. And the guy that did that now in jail because he thought he was above the law. I guess God had his way and he found himself in jail. But it's not because God necessarily put him in jail, but because he was doing some bad things and God's watching and your sins will find you out. And he ended up in jail. But I'm sure that some of these other things he did before he did all his other legal activity got him there. God is watching his people, whether you're rich or whether you're poor. But those that turn the other eye and say, it's not my problem. We're in our nice houses. We're in our, our, we have our nice cars. I have my security system on. I have everything I need. I got mine. You get yours. Have you guys heard people say that? I remember growing up, and it was a big thing in college. I got mine. You get yours. That's the attitude that the Edomites were showing. Guess what? The Edomites were Israel's brothers. Jacob and Esau, they were brothers. Now, they didn't always get along, but they were brothers. These two countries are related. And the brother of the other country let their brothers get taken over without defending them from the Babylonian Empire. And they said, oh, we'll just get out of the way and let Babylon wipe out because once they're gone, we're going to have more power. That's exactly what happened. But then later, we see in the Bible that they, there was a turnaround. Let's go ahead and read a little bit more here. So don't let your position think that God is not going to take care of things. What are the type of justices, injustice? What types of injustice are largely ignored in our culture? What type of injustice are largely ignored in our culture? Write down what you think that is. What do you think that is? What type of injustice are largely ignored in our culture? One of the things I think I'm talking about, I'm talking about right now is, is price gouging. People that are charging more than you have to for medicine and things like that. Sometimes they're, you know, like in the schools, I've seen uh, kids that have been treated differently because of their race. We claim it doesn't happen, but it does happen. I've seen it personally with my own eyes. And, you know, then also we had things that are done behind the scenes. Okay. And we talk about, we know about overt racism, but how about the, I can't remember the, the right name, but veiled racism, where they find other ways to discriminate you, but without saying because of your race, but it is because of your race. What about that? Those type of injustice. What about the injustice of, again, seeing something wrong, seeing the kids going down the street, smoking pot, or seeing kids going to the wrong place, 
getting involved in the games, and we just sit and don't do anything about it. We don't call that kid aside and say, hey, don't join that game. Hey, don't do that stuff. Or the kid that's getting in trouble, hey, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? You need to think about what you're doing. It's going to get you in trouble. Maybe we need to take time to sit in time, not being holding now, but being loving and say, hey, man, I'm just telling you because I care about you. You're in my neighborhood, or you're in my class, or you're my friend's kid, and I don't want you going the wrong way. We need to speak up. We see bad things get ready to happen to them to keep them from going the wrong way, and maybe we might make a change in our community. That's what we're supposed to do. We're the watchmen, Christians. We're the watchmen of our community. We are the watchmen. We're the watchmen, people. Let's go in and look some more. But the the whole idea is we can't just 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 go in and show a uh, act like it doesn't exist, people. We can't just act like it doesn't exist. We have to do something. So that's what's talking about. It says that uh, those that think the upper high God sees what you're doing, and you're going to have judgment, people. You're going to have judgment, and. The Bible says that don't worry about the wicked. People ask, well, why is wicked blessed? It talks about in Psalms and also in Ecclesiastes. So they're going to have their day. They're going to die and they're going to have to appear before God for judgment. So if they don't get judged in this day, they're going to have to do the ultimate judgment appearing for God. And they don't have Jesus Christ. It's going to be bad for them. That's why we need to take time to make mentors, become mentors with these kids and teach them the right way, show them the right way, and lead them to Jesus Christ. And not just with kids, but with other people that are going down the wrong path. Help them find the right way so they can find Christ and find a change in their life. To make a change in their heart that will eventually make a change in their whole environment. Don't, don't um, look the other way. Stand up for justice. And don't be beguiled by people that tell you that we don't need social justice in the church. We need it, but we need it in a biblical manner. And we do it in a biblical manner in a way that Christ wants it done. God will bless you for it. And that's how we have a better community. When we stand up for the things that Christ so he said, help the poor. He said, heal the sick. So if God gets you healed in the building, heal the sick. And also we can do that by maybe donating money to doctors and offices. And we can, we can help save babies by giving money to the life crisis centers in our area. We have a good one here we have called Rose of Sharon here in Victorville. Maybe get some money to Rose of Sharon. Take your clothes instead of throwing in the trash can or whatever else you would do with it and take it to Goodwill and help the poor. Go out and take a little bit of your money and make some sandwiches and safely go to areas and hand out food to the people. But do God's will, and as we do God's will and do it and show God's love and show His gospel, then we can make a change in our community. 